Welcome to Season 2 of Best in SaaS, where we talk through the patterns and playbooks in the revenue sprint to $20 million and beyond with the industry's most accomplished executives, entrepreneurs, and investors. Despite the world melting around us, we survived Season 1 with only a few scratches and a couple of bathroom incidents from our resident Best in SaaS puppy mascot, Stuart. Wash your hands and don your favorite face mask because here comes Season 2. Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am thrilled, per usual, for you to listen in on this conversation. But before we get into it, if you're a regular listener and you enjoy the discussions, do me a favor and let us know by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other folks find the show and it helps Apple realize they should feature us on New and Noteworthy. So that would be awesome. With that, enough of my blabbing. Let's get on to the episode. Perfect. So today, it's a real pleasure to have Lars Nielsen on the phone. Uh, Lars was a mentor of mine when I was starting my first SaaS business and comes from, uh, most of you probably already know who Lars is, but for those of you who don't, he was the VP of Global Inside Sales at Cloudera and four other global sales organizations that he grew and led um, to great success. And today he is the CEO of SalesSource. So Lars, welcome to the call. Eli, it's really good to be reconnected with you. Uh, thanks for having me on. For sure, man. So I, you know, normally we talk all about revenue and growth and and these things that I'm excited to talk to you about, and you have incredible domain expertise on. But I also happen to know from our previous conversations that you're doing something that I think is really important right now, where you are are making a conscious effort to mentor underrepresented young people who are entering tech and entering the workspace. And I would love to start our conversation off today, learning more about that. Yeah. Um, again, if any of you, if any of the people on this podcast have listened to any of my other work, uh, you know that I'm passionate about mentorship um, and not just the mentorship that I do, but making sure that younger people in their career seek mentorship. Um, and I, I like to talk about mentorship uh, of two different types. I uh, truly believe that as you enter the workforce and get hired into a company, you should spend, uh, you know, about six months understanding um, those in the company you just joined that could become mentors to you in that company. Um, and I do believe that every time you move or change careers and go to a new company, you should find someone in the company you're working in that you look up to, that you trust, that has a position, not necessarily in your department, could be anywhere in the company, but someone that you could spend time with, whether that's once a month or at least once a quarter, and be guided by. Um, you know, there are people uh, in those companies that are above you that see things um, uh, and can help guide you and make the right decisions as you uh, make career moves, um, or, you know, you get, uh, into a pickle or, uh, you're not sure, uh, what to do, or you just want inspiration. Um, and then I think there's, there's another type of mentor that I think is just as important, if not more. And that is the mentor that is external to the company you're working for someone that knows you and your background and that you can go to over the next, you know, two, two, three decades. 
right? You're getting out of school, you're getting your first job, you're in your 20s, and you have 30, 40 years of uh, work ahead of you. Wouldn't it be great if you had a mentor that you could go to and help you understand if it's the right time to move and change your career? And so I'm a really big fan of younger people in their career taking the time um, and the energy and reaching out and putting a couple of people on, on your team, so to speak. Um, um, I have made, you know, I've been working Lelai now for 34 years since I graduated from college. And um, if I had not had uh, the mentorship, coaching and guidance from those that I had reached out to, I would have made a lot more mistakes. Uh, now, today, I have made a ton of mistakes, but I've also had some successes. And I like to think that I could help steer young people, younger in their career people, uh, you know, away from making uh, mistakes. And so let's uh, flip that around because I'm curious, you know, a lot of our list, a lot of our listeners are either executives or founders at, you know, fast growing Series A, Series B and beyond companies who are all presumably quite busy and, you know, have packed calendars. So how have you made it work and, and been able to prioritize it um, as something that you spend time consciously on it? And, and what would your advice be to the listeners who hear this and want to get involved with their time as well? Yeah. I mean, I'm at the, uh, dawn of my career, I guess you can say, right? And it's my turn to give back. It's my turn to pay it forward. Um, and I do believe that appreciation and gratitude go a long way. They certainly do for me, but I also recognize that I have been given so much and I have taken so much. And it's my turn now uh, to help those uh, that are coming after um, and I think you just need to have the, uh, you, you know, you have to have the courage to ask for it. Um, and I think those people that, that are not afraid to ask for help are the ones that get it. Um, and so I think that's number one. I mean, uh, you know, you opened the call by saying that uh, I was a mentor to you. I've spent eight years mentoring founders within the True Ventures portfolio and these are all brilliant minds. I mean, uh, back in my days at Cloudera, we called these brilliant people 100-pound brains. And certainly, I do not come from an engineering product or design background, and I'm not entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial in that way. But what I've done is built uh, selling operations, and I've built pipelines, and I've closed big and small deals, and I can certainly help these founders and become mentors and coaches to them and help them understand how to build, you know, a revenue operation, how to generate demand for their product that they spent their life's, you know, passion working on. Um, and I think the key for anyone, regardless of uh, uh, how old or how successful or how new you are to anything is have the courage to ask for help. Um, you know, you got to provide context um, and it's got to be relevant uh, but I think for those people that have the courage to just ask for help, you know, those four letters, H-E-L-P, it's just such a strong uh, move, in my opinion, to be able to do that. And I love it when especially young people or people who have never asked for help do it for the first time and get a yes. Um, so 
drilling into that, I'd like like to ask a kind of pointed follow up question, which is, you know, our industry tech is at least historically fairly white, especially I think on the sales and marketing side, like it's, it's not been a very diverse industry to date and that's changing, but I'm curious to break that pattern. Like it may be that folks who are still fitting that mold are more comfortable asking for help because they see more of themselves in the industry and it's, it's easier to imagine themselves fitting in perhaps is there, are there ways that you've gone about kind of reaching out on your end or making yourself more available so that those underrepresented groups have an entry point? Yeah, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, I, uh, before we got on this call, we talked about the fact that my two kids uh, are in college. Uh, my daughter is a rising uh, freshman. My son is a rising senior. And for the most part, the last four years, I've spent a lot of time mentoring their friends, but their friends, like my kids, are white kids of privilege. Um, and uh, I'm easy for them because they're, uh, you know, they're friends of, of my kids. So what I've done is made a very conscious decision um, and I pivoted not necessarily away from helping uh, those kids that are in my network, but I've made a very conscious decision to pivot towards um, uh, younger people in their career uh, that have, you know, differing uh, uh, backgrounds. And so I've joined a network uh, at a company called Bravado, um, and they specialize in mentorship um, of uh, underprivileged and unrepresented uh, groups. Um, and so that's a very conscious decision that I made. Um, so I'm spending less time picking up mentees uh, in the pools that I used to, uh, you know, run around in and deliberately uh, rotating towards uh, groups that have uh, underrepresented uh, within them. Wow, that's fantastic. And you said it's bravado for those who wanted to check it out. Yep. Bravado. Um, check out what Sahil Mansuri is doing. He's doing great work in building this uh, network, um, pulling kids from various universities um, across the country. I think they're starting here in Northern California and then moving across the country. So these are uh, university students, but uh, Latinx and uh, black and, and female. Amazing. All right. So I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about sales and MarTech because I know that you are a huge fan of trying things and always being on the bleeding edge. And you've put out some really interesting stuff lately with the ABSD tech stack and, and the touch patterns, uh, interactive touch patterns doc you put out the other day. So can you talk us through kind of what's getting you excited these days with changes in the market and, and the technology? Yeah. And again, I've been kind of iterating and uh, uh, kind of tooling away on this the notion that prospecting and selling are two completely different skill sets and motions. And my first job in high tech was with a company called Portal Software. I joined in 1997. And my manager at the time, Bernie Scamra, said, Lars, I'm paying my sales reps too much. I need you to do me a favor and build me a team 
that can prospect for them so they don't have to. Uh, and he said that because he realized that his sellers, he was paying uh, gobs of money to both in salary and commission, and he wanted them fully productive in selling, negotiating, and closing. And he realized that as soon as they started prospecting, they weren't selling. And as soon as they started selling, they weren't prospecting. So uh, the SDR kind of uh, role and, and uh, came into being. And I've spent 20 years uh, making sure that the best practices, the processes, and now with all the technology we have uh, at our fingertips, we can accelerate the touch points that we have to the companies that we are targeting and to the relevant personas within them that we believe um, need our product. Um, and so... Uh, what I'm passionate about today is sales engagement. And for those of you that don't know, sales engagement is a new category of uh, revenue technology, sales marketing technology that in the hands of a seller or more importantly and more, uh, you know, better said, the sales development rep, they can orchestrate um, and automate outbound cold sequences or touch patterns or flows that include email voicemail, social touches, uh, direct mail, and video, um, and in a sequential manner, uh, drip out messaging, content, and branding in hopes that, you know, one of the targets that you've identified at an at a ideal customer um, is going to see one of your touch points and engage or reply or, you know, raise their hand. And that's what I'm passionate about today and what I've built an advisory around. Um, I think a lot of the companies in the Valley um, and those that are uh, part of the modern sales pros community, you know, we've been a part of understanding the top of the funnel uh, uh, demand generation techniques and best practices. But I mean, the world, I don't think has uh, awoken to the power of a, an SDR or a, a role that takes prospecting uh, and takes it away from selling. Um, and uh, in that way, I think you can, you can, you can train and you can inspire uh, a new, uh, you know, a new uh, generation of sellers. Uh, you know, today's SDR becomes tomorrow's AE. Um, and I think it's important for companies to understand, to create career paths for their early stage sellers, mature them so that they can one day carry a quota and knock it out of the park for you. Um, and what you may be referring to, Eli, is a touch as a infographics that uh, I've been getting out to kind of inspire and educate companies that are just starting the process of generating pipeline um, and how to use technology and how to orchestrate that technology and build playbooks for their marketers and sellers so that they can do these one-to-many um, outbound cold touch patterns to generate demand. Yeah, it's an amazing chart. Where can someone, for listeners who haven't seen this yet, obviously they should find you on LinkedIn and, and they can find it there, but is it it's on Salesforce uh, on the site as well? Yeah, if you go to salessource.com and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a resources uh, button and all of our kind of uh, interactive infographics and blog posts about um, 
first of all, are you a candidate? Is your business, does your product, sales motion, sales cycle, average sales price, are you a candidate for this high-velocity account-based sales development programming? Um, and there's a decision tree that'll help guide you through. And if you are, then there's one called the Ultimate ABSD, ABSD Tech Stack, and it'll help guide you through if you're a you know, seed or Series A stage company, um, the kinds of uh, logo, you know, the kinds of vendors that are available to you at price points that you can likely afford to get started. And then there's, uh, if as you mature in your ABSD uh, willingness and know-how, um, there's another, you can toggle over to a more mature tech stack and what that looks like. Um, and then the third infographic uh, will give you, you know, now you have the tech in place, you're ready to go. You know, if you are going cold outbound to a high value target, how many touch points? Um, you know, if you consider that you're going to drip out a number of emails, a number of voicemails, you're going to social touch and bump, um, you know, you can get up to 20 touches in a single flow. Um, what does that look like? And we've attempted to um, uh, show you what a, a really good kind of cadence of uh, whether it's an inbound, um, you know, demo request or it's a outbound, cold outbound to uh, maybe a, a not a target account, but a, a tier two account and what that looks like. And hopefully that's helpful to everyone. Yeah, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal infographic. Um, so now I, I'd like to spend the rest of our time asking you some, some more personal questions just about, you know, how you, you have had an incredibly intense career. I mean, the, the success that you've seen and you're really humble about it. What are some things that, you know, outside of all of this work and coaching and, and the, all the Valley things that you do, what do you do to uh, take your mind off of it and kind of have a balanced life? Yeah, it's such a good question. And, and I'm not going to say that I haven't um, lost um, in, in that, you know, 25 year career here in the Valley. Certainly um, in the four companies that I operated in, all, all of which went from seed stage on into becoming public companies, I went through like we all have in, in, in the Valley, the ringer. Um, and, uh, you know, I won't say that I'm a single father today because of my journey through the valley, but certainly it has a, a part to play, right? My focus, my attention, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it ends up becoming all over the place when you decide to join a startup. Um, but, uh, you know, today at 54, two grown kids, um, and a 20-year marriage behind me, I'm, uh, I don't think I've ever been more aware of what I really want to do. And that is, you know, spend time giving back, spend time as much with my kids as I can uh, before they, you know, completely fly the coop. Um, I, you know, I, I've had some success. And so uh, um, I grew up on the water um, in the archipelago of uh, outside of Stockholm. And, and today, I spent a lot of time on a boat um, uh, here in the San Francisco Bay, um, and that certainly helps, uh, uh, you know, helps uh, detract and help, helps me blow off some steam. Um, but I think that, 
um, as I go from, you know, operator to advisor to hopefully at, at some point semi-retiree, I'm going to focus on giving back and doing as much mentorship of, you know, whether it's younger people coming out of college or younger people that never went to college or founders that are just, you know, starting their revenue journey, as much as I can do to give back all those things that I've taken and learned. Um, that's going to, that's, what's going to fulfill me. I love it. So my last question for you is going to be a twofer. Um, on one side, you know, we've talked a lot about mentorship. Um, and I really value this, this podcast episode with you for that reason. Um, especially it's, it's so much fun to talk about that. Who are some of the mentors in your life who have you know, led you along this journey or been there for you? And then on the flip side of the coin, who are some mentees who you're working with right now that folks should check out who are kind of rising stars and you're proud of the work they've done so far? Yeah, God, such a, I, I love the fact that you asked me that question. And the first thought that came to my mind, and it, it really does blow me away. And yes, I've had tons and tons of mentees, but some of the names that came into my mind just now is um, who I today feel being mentored by are previous mentees that have just grown, developed, and surged in their careers to point where now I'm learning from them. Um, and uh, I had the pleasure to work with tons of people back in my five-year career at Cloudera. Um, there was a young man there by the name of Dennis Lyandres, who I inherited as a SDR manager. Um, and together we built the global SDR team at Cladera. Um, he decided to leave a couple of years into our working together and become the revenue leader at a company called Procore. Um, and in the last four to five years, Dennis has gone from my SDR manager uh, at Cloudera to building a global sales operation and revenue operation and, and global sales team in the hundreds um, has become a unicorn and uh, they have filed to go public um, all in the span of four years. And we're talking about a 20 something. Uh, he may be in his early 30s today. Um, and when I see, hear and feel the things that he's doing, I'm learning today from him. Uh, that's how quickly some of these people ascend. Um, there's a woman SDR at gong.io by the name of Sarah Brazier, who has uh, completely blown not just me, but I think the whole community, SDR community away with uh, her skills, her performance, uh, her success, and just her openness and willingness to share what's working for her. Um, I'm taking mad props. I give her mad props and I'm taking lots of great uh, best practices in, in, in how she's engaging with the public. Um, but uh, I would say that uh, Tom Riley, uh, who is the CEO of a company um, where we first met at ArcSight, he then became the CEO of Cloudera. Um, we've been operating and working together for 12 to 13 years. I've learned more about just pure leadership. Um, yes, he may be one of the most uh, charismatic and uh, best individual contributors I've ever met. He's an phenomenal people manager, but 
Um, I think what I've pulled from him the most is just his leadership style, uh, those qualities um, that lend themselves to leaders, which are, you know, communication up and down the chain, uh, the importance of aligning those in your organization. Um, uh, I become a better person, a better manager, and certainly a better leader, having watched him take two companies uh, to the public domain. Um, and I thank uh, all of those uh, in my life, both below and above me, for all that, that they've given me. Fantastic. Well, Lars, thank you so much for sharing, for all the insights and uh, a bit of personal tidbits as well. This has been really fun to catch up. Appreciate that. And thank you.